Oh, come off it, love. We were all chosen here. Can't you tell? And you see him reach up to the collar of his armor and kind of tug on it a little bit and pull down. And you can see kind of somewhere lower on his neck and chest is a mark that has similar designs to yours. You you don't look familiar to me. I, I deliver to... Uh, for the harvest all the time, I don't recall you being one of the chosen. Well, that's because you were only 25 years old, you twit. How old are you? <laughs> Older than you. In fact, everyone in this room's way older than you. Do do people just not age over here? Oh, come on. It's not the first time you've seen a dark elf. It's not the first time I've seen a dwarf. I know you live a long time. You should know we do, too. That That's true, but you really don't look that much older than us. Well, it's nice of you to say so. I do try and keep my boyish figure. Anyway, shouldn't we get on with this? Hey, Zolta, why are you looking so disgruntled? It's almost different with your eyes since the last time I saw you. You see a motion to the large woman sitting across the aisle at the table next to Zorinda. She looks over, says nothing, folds her arms and leans back into her chair. Zorinda speaks up. Delpha, you are insufferable. But I suppose we should get on with it. You all must have so many questions. And I think it only fair that you be allowed to ask a question or two before we get started with the ceremony. Yeah, what happened... From what we understood, there's supposed to be, maybe paradise is too strong of a word, but it's supposed to be nice over here. And we get on the bridge and all of a sudden we're fearing for our lives. What what happened? I'm sorry, before I answer that, I didn't ask any of you your names. Your name? Oh, I'm, I'm sorry. My name is Eamon. Ah. Nice to meet you, Eamon. I'm Zorinda. Um, are you still familiar with the stories of what happened to the first town of Armat? Well, yeah, of course. Um, we don't talk about it much, but we all know that that's what happened because they didn't want to participate in the harvest. Precisely what happened, Eamon? Um, it was destroyed. By? Um, not so clear on those details. By the Aether, what are they teaching over there? Eamon, the first city was destroyed by creatures of the mist. They came forth in droves and destroyed the entire town, slaughtered everyone. Does that make a little bit more sense to you now? Why you might have seen something disturbing in the mist? That still doesn't explain what the hell that thing was. That thing's hand was bigger than our cart. Yes, well, we don't really have a name for the creatures of the mist. We just call them creatures of the mist. Over here, we 
aren't exactly frolicking in the mists. That will meet a swift end if you catch my drift. Well, I mean, we knew that going into the mists was dangerous, but we didn't think that once we got over here, it would be a problem anymore. Well, who said it was a problem over here? You came across the bridge, the creatures stayed in the mists, and now you're safe. Did you not find your accommodations pleasing? They, the accommodations were great, but... Forgive me, Eamon, but what were you expecting? As soon as you cross the bridge, you come into fields of plenty for you to frolic in? You've now come over into a keep. You've been given a chance to bathe. You've been given new clothes, food, drink of the finest that we can offer. You will have to forgive us that the wait was so long, it does take quite a while to get through the city proper. But to be fair, it wasn't us. It was late. It was them. Oh, don't go blaming us. We was just having a bit of fun. You don't have to be so snooty, Zorinda. But I'm sorry, you do look a bit shaken. Did the big scaries in the mist unsettle you? Well, Delpho, just let me ask you. How much were you prepared before you got sent over the bridge if you really were chosen? Well, better prepared than you, obviously. Really pushing that paradise angle now, ain't they? Good old Erdnan. I wonder if he's withholding information, or if he's just getting a bit forgetful in his old age. I don't know if uh, he's absent-minded, but I'm sure if there was something more than that we that he knew than he would have told us well let's just say there's a lot more that he knows and he didn't tell you shouldn't we get on with it or are there any more questions well where do we go from here now there's an excellent question Zorinda you've got the gift of gab care to take this one I would like to enjoy my drink she looks over at him with a very annoyed glance. Sure, I'd love to. What you'll come to find out is to be chosen is actually to be selected by an Aetherborn. There are three. Matthias, Devor, and my master, Masters de Sikra. You see Zolta look at Zorinda and give her a very interesting look. Oh, come off it. You can say, Sybil, it's not like it's a big secret. And for the first time, Zolta speaks. Do not utter the name of our master, or I'll cut your tongue out. Oh, look at Zolta's all scary. I know it's been a season, but... I'm still number three to Devor, just like you're number three to Sybil. Oh, I mean, Desigra. You know we're evenly matched. Our powers are equal. Although that said, I'm still a lot older than you are. 
so don't try anything funny. It's not allowed in here anyway. Wait a second. What you're telling me is that you're, I guess, allied with this devil person and Zorinda and Zolta with this Desecra Sybil person, however you want to say it. Do not say her name or you will not survive the ritual. What about this Matthias person? What, is there anybody that's allied with them? North and Zolta stands up in front of you and grabs you with one arm and lifts you out of your chair and brings you to her face. You will not so meekly disregard me, dwarf, or you will not make it to the start of the ritual. Makes no difference to me. You will refer to my master as the secret, as instructed. Understand? Uh, okay, the secret. I get it. Good. Now, Rephrase your question in a more polite manner. And you realize that she has you about four feet off the ground. And you feel yourself begin to be lowered back into your chair. She goes back and sits down in her chair and the rest of you realize you didn't see her get up. As I'm seated back in my seat, I take a couple breaths and just watch her. Well, okay. Delpho is under Devil. You ladies are under Secret. What about Matthias? Oh, what about Matthias indeed? Ah, he's a ruler on his mystical Isle of Aether. Supposedly, he has meetings with Devor and the Secret. They're the only ones that can get there. Well, at least for now. Though I not dare ask what they meet about. Is that what it means to be Aetherborn or from this island? Well, we got the big brain here. I suppose that is why they call themselves the Aetherborn. Is there mist going to Aether as well? Well, I do believe you're catching on, mate. But yeah, there's mist. Except unlike Starcroft, where we got a bridge and people coming across, there's nothing else on the mainland that indicates where it is. Aside from seeing him, no one knows if it exists or not. Seen him though, real handsome man. Not too formidable looking. Though looks can be deceiving, can't they? Um, Zorinda, I have one last question for you. Well, what's that winged creature sigil you guys have? I've never seen something like that. What? Oh, yes, our sigil is inexact, you would say. Whereas Devor is very clearly that of a wolf, ours is meant to encompass the properties of a bat. Okay. So, you said that you're all chosen, but 
and we're chosen, but what are we chosen for then? Yes, but that's that's because you're not chosen for, you're chosen by the Aetherborn. We don't exactly know how it happens, but it does. And regardless, you are in fact chosen, unlike those imposters sitting over the other side of the table. That's right. I said imposters. Delpho lies. Best learn that real quick. Why, Zorinda? I can't believe you. These men were chosen. By me. I never said who they were chosen by. Don't go twisting my words around, trying to make me look bad. I mean, I'm a real stand-up guy, I is. You don't need any help. I do, sweet. Delpho, Zolta, and I are indeed chosen. You know there are precious few of us that come across the bridge each in Tano. Typically no more than sixteen. Things are a bit rougher over here. You'll find there's not the same communal spirit as was in Stockcroft. People here are made hard by their struggle. As chosen, we of course have a duty to our lord or lady, but also to the people, to help them where we can. We perform various duties, you see. Some more administrative, like myself, some a bit more hands-on, like Salter. Either way, you will find your place in time. But first, you must find your place among us. What do you mean by among you? Well, being chosen means that you're going to manifest certain gifts. Some might be more in line with Desigra, others, Devor. We won't know where you end up until we perform the ritual. So you see, those who manifest a secret's gift will come with Zolta and myself, and those of you that have Tavor's gift will go with Delpho. That's right. Those of you with Tavor's gift get to come with me and my mates. I promise you, we have more fun. Not like Sybil, she's such a stick in the mud. And you see Zolta stand up. Zolta, sit down. We can't do this here. I beg of you. Let's just get through the ritual and go home. He's not worth it. So, is there any option other than either or? Zorinda is looking up at Zolta, and she has her hand on Zolta's thigh, trying desperately to get through to her. And without looking at you, she responds. No, I'm afraid that's it. So, Zolta, please. Please. Sit down. Not here. Honor, honor the ritual, Zolta. Please. Please. Sit down. Oh, for fuck's sake, Zolta. What's it gonna take, eh? I piss on the name of your master. How about that? Yeah, look at this! And he starts to undo the flap on his pants. Zolta climbs over the table to the center aisle, 
reaches over her back and grabs the handle of her short sword. And you see her kind of crouch forward as if poising to strike. Ah, and there she is. <laughs> I've been looking forward to this. And he draws his sword and looks over at his men. All right, boys. Kill them all. And as the words leave his lips, you see Zolta in a flash cross the table and with a single stroke decapitate three of the men. Their heads plunk, 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 rolling on the floor, blood spraying back onto the walls. You see a sick grin come on Delphos' face and he looks over at you, Venra. Don't worry, love. This will all be over quick. Promise. And all the rest of his men stand up and draw their swords and start making for Zolta. You see Zorinda on the other side of the room begin to manifest light in her hands. And as she pushes them forward, you see bolts of light fly across the room into the various men. In mere seconds, you see the bolts from Zorinda and Zolta's ferocious tactics cut through ten of the remaining men, and Zolta turns to square off against Delpho. In the calamity and confusion, I need you all to give me a stress check. And every one of you fails. And we'll need to add a level of stress, as this is the first time you're seeing combat in real life. These isn't the Starcraft games. This is blood and viscera, heads falling to the floor, guts pouring out, men being absolutely torn apart by magic spells exploding holes into their sides. Dorthan, you and Eamon watch in wonder as Zorinda moves out from behind the table to get a better vantage point into the main hall, rifling off spell after spell after spell. Seeing the uh, men with their heads cut off, Eamon falls out of his chair and starts dry heaving because he hasn't had anything to eat since lunch and is not looking very good at all. Dorthan, while not understanding why people are randomly dying around him, just because of, you know, an argument back and forth resulting in this, he's also, like, just amazed at this magical power that Zorinda's wielding because he's never seen anything like it and has only seen magic that's used for crafting and stuff like that. He's never seen any sort of battle magic. So he just stands in awe just watching the bolts as they fly across the room. I stay glued to my chair. I look around. I don't know that my arrow would do much help right now. Oxen is going to sit there completely frozen just staring at the first three headless bodies. As you all sit there frozen, you hear a voice coming from behind you. 
Come here. This way. Quickly. Snap my head around and look at the voice that came from behind us. Dorthan, as you turn around, you see an exposed portion of the wall that had not been opened before. And you see the face of Silas. Yes, you. Chosen. If you want to live, come with me. We have to go now. Uh, I, I nudge uh, Eamon next to me and Box on the other side since they just seem completely transfixed on what's ahead or busy throwing up. Uh, I just elbow them both like, guys, we need to get out of here. Uh, y- y- yeah, yeah, you're right. Eamon kind of recovers from his retching and starts half crawling, half trying to get up, stumbling towards the door where Silas is. Box, grab Venra. We need to go now. And I'll grab her and start pulling her with me. It doesn't take much for me to see what's going on, and I gladly join them. You all make your way to the hole in the door, and due to the melee, you go unnoticed. As soon as all four of you are inside, the panel closes behind you, and you're in complete darkness. You hear what sounds like a soft scraping, and shortly after, a small light appears down the hallway, and it goes into a lantern that gets brighter, and it illuminates Silas's visage. He puts his hand over his mouth, and beckons you to follow him. You make your way down the corridor as you can hear the sounds of swords clashing and spells flying in the background. You don't end up walking very far as you quickly reach the end of the corridor. Silas pushes it open and ushers you into a new room, one that's brightly illuminated and looks kind of like a bedroom. Come, 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 come and Silas shuts the panel behind you as you all enter. What the fuck was that? Those guys just died. What the hell is happening? Look, there is much to explain, and I will be happy to explain it to you, but we need to leave. But they no, were no. supposed to explain it to us. What the hell is going on? Eamon, I don't know what's happening. Someone broke the law of the keep. I don't know why they would do that unless they wanted something very badly. Now, like I said, Please, we need to go. What about the ritual? What? Damn it, Eamon, the ritual can happen later. Listen, there is something I'm going to need you to do for me, and I know it's going to be very hard right now. I need you to trust me. My name is not Silas. My name is Talvin. I work for the Avoco. We are an underground organization of Chosen that wish to be outside the domain of Devor and Desecra. Now... There is much that I would love to tell you. There is much that we should discuss. But if you do not wish to be left to whatever is coming out of that room, we need to go, and you need to be silent. Do you understand? I'm not in agreement. I know as well. I need everyone to give me a stealth check. Beautiful. Even with your stress penalties, you all make the check. You steal yourselves behind Talvin. He leads you to another corner, where he touches another panel 
and it slides, revealing another corridor, and he beckons you inside. You follow him into the corridor, and he shuts the panel behind you, and you're once again in darkness, save for the faint glow of his lantern. The corridor is narrow. You quickly begin to feel how small and dusty it is. The air is stale. It's almost hard to breathe. Talvin says nothing as you continue walking for multiple minutes. Uh, who would have went in before me? Because they feel box and cling to them. You can tell he's he's frantically breathing and maybe not too focused on stealth anymore. I was last. I was probably first because I pulled I had pulled everybody from the chairs to the hallway first. Baxon is about your size right now. He's uh, shape changed into as small as he possibly can and clinging to you, Dorthan. Baxon. You, you need to calm down and stay quiet. We need to get out of here. Or else we're going to die too. Just, I, I, this, there's not enough room He said be here. quiet. <laughs> guys are going to get us killed. Like those guys back there. How long is Everyone just shut up. Talvin turns around and looks back at you. Yes. Would you please shut up? You have no idea who we're running from. They will smell you. They will hear you. Now please, let's keep going. After continuing on for minutes more, you gain some relief as you finally see the walls begin to change. After what feels like minutes more, you can see the end of the corridor. And when it stops, it abruptly opens up into what looks like more of a cave structure. It's a bit wider, it's a bit taller, and it's all wet stone. As soon as you all cross the threshold, Talvin gives you a sign to halt. All right, well done. I need you all to listen. I need you to keep going down the corridor. At the very end, you will find a ladder. Climb the ladder and you will be in a house of a woman named Gaz. She's with me and she will take care of you. You can trust her. I need to stay here and close the portal so no one else can get through. Understand? I just nod at him and continue trying to pull the party along down the corridor. I mean, you're not coming with us. I'll catch up to you, Eamon. Don't worry. I need to stay and close the portal, like I said. Gaz will take care of you and answer your questions. Now go. And you see him back into the corridor. And with a wave of his hand, you see this shimmering, and then the corridor dissolves. You're left looking at a flat cave wall, like you're at a dead end. 
Eamon's he's moving towards the end of that tunnel now is there any lighting down there you are in complete darkness frantically clambering for a torch from my pat uh not quietly can't see everybody come here um, where is here follow my voice uh realizing that uh boxen can't see it all in the dark I, I grab him by the arm and pull him over towards Aemon. And Aemon's going to activate Eyes of Night. It's a cleric feature. I can share my dark vision uh, 300 feet with willing creatures you can see within 10 feet of me, up to a number of creatures equal my wisdom modifier. So three. Aemon says a word. And it's like a veil has lifted in front of your eyes. And now you can kind of make out like the grayscale pattern of the walls. And you can see about 300 feet in front of you, a basic kind of like black and white vision, if it, as if it was like dimly lit. Thank you. Can, now, can we please get out of here? The faster, the better. You continue down this corridor and none of the features change. You are only hearing the sounds of your own hearts beating and your feet softly thudding on the stone floor. After some time more, you finally can see the ladder in the distance. You quickly make your way over to it. And who's the first one up? Uh, Eamon will probably take the lead since he's more comfortable in the darkness. Also, he's scared out of his wits, so he's running. Eamon, you run to this ladder, and as you make your way up, clambering higher and higher to reach the door, you see that the door is more of a hatch. It's got a handle on it that's hanging down. You grab hold and try and push up, and it won't budge. If you would like more Maledictum content, consider becoming a member on Patreon, where you get early access to episodes as well as behind-the-scenes content. Speaking of which, special thanks to Mimi in our chosen tier. Awesome people like you make all this possible. See you next time.